and welcome to the fourth edition of the ParentCast. It's back to our usual format today with Natasha, Mary and myself, Amy Caitlin. And just before we get started today, we have a little bit of news. We were potentially a little bit over-eager with our expectations of the podcast, and obviously we are three full-time mums as well, and we have a small human each to try and keep alive. So for the time being, whilst we kind of get to grips with everything and start to get a really slick production going, we're actually going to slow things down and go to once a fortnight. So there will be no podcast next week, but the week after we will be back in your ears chatting about all things parenting as usual um so you can subscribe on itunes we're on soundcloud you can subscribe to the website which is theparentcast.co.uk or just keep your eyes peeled on our facebook page and twitter feed at the parentcast and obviously we'll let you know when the next episode is coming so you don't have to worry about a thing but back to today's episode um we thought a nice way to round off our kind of initial chat would be to chat about motherhood today so Natasha, I'm going to direct a question to you, actually, to kick us off, because you're the only one out of the three of us who actually planned her pregnancy and anticipated getting... Oh, we should probably also say Natasha's in Sri Lanka today. <laughs> so <laughs> forgive us... Natasha is sunburned in Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's all right for some. So forgive us for any uh, slightly dodgy skype sounds. Yes. <laughs> um. Yes, so I'm going to direct a question to you, Natasha, because you're the only one who actually planned her pregnancy and anticipated becoming a mum out of the three of us. Although I'm sure getting married, Mary, you probably did think it would happen at some point. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But what were you expecting from motherhood, Natasha? And did it live up to that expectation? Um, It's a big question. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've I've wanted to be a mum, even when I was really young, um... I remember I used to say to my mom, oh, do you think I can adopt a little baby girl and, you know, someone will love me with me and my child? And, uh, yeah, so for me, becoming a mom was one of the most amazing, amazing things. Um, the only thing I will have to say is motherhood makes you question everything. I mean, the kind of mom I wanted to be was, you know, well, not exactly attachment parenting, but gentle parenting. Um, you know, to, you have all these ideas in your mind about remaining calm and never shouting at your child. And, you know, you go along for the first year and the second year, and it's all going really great. And then your child turns three and starts, <laughs> you know, and, and they turn three and starts like answering back and, you know, sometimes lashing out. And, I mean, there's so many different reasons. It could be that they're overtired or overstimulated. But it's just, I guess, navigating all of that is, is, can be really challenging. Um, so as amazing as motherhood is, I think it's a constant work in progress. It's mm. a good word for it, actually. Yeah, especially my word. My word is always, it's relentless, which I think sounds <laughs> a lot less, better than like work in progress. Um, but maybe I'm just nearer to the coalface than you guys, like... I've still got the like stark realization that there is that human who needs me, um, mm. and I'm trying to, desperately to keep alive. Yeah, I think there is a movement actually. You 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 do suddenly go from I'm keeping this person alive to you kind of have more of a relationship with them. I think, and baby girl just turning one, we've noticed a shift. There's a shift before age one. Don't worry. <laughs> um, 
but it's suddenly she can tell me what she needs she can tell me what she wants usually by pointing and squealing um yeah and like this week she started walking last week it was really really exciting um oh congratulations yeah we were really excited we were in Italy and she just suddenly decided to let go of the furniture and like walked all around the city and she just was like knackering herself out it was brilliant and so then she could kind of get the things that she wanted herself and we've come home and she's decided she's refusing to walk like she just goes limp in your arms if you try and do anything with her and it's suddenly like oh god you're a toddler (laughs) and and (laughs) like suddenly it feels a bit relentless this week if I'm honest but you do you're constantly learning something new aren't you just when you think you've got the hang of one stage something else happens (laughs) yeah well just when you've mastered one stage you move into a new one and you're like what wait I wasn't ready for that yeah they um have you guys heard of the wonder weeks app oh I didn't know about wonder weeks and then it just explained everything a little bit too late (laughs) Um, but now suddenly I'm like oh my god that's what it was like um, as as my husband says he said it's like they're going up a level in a um, like you're in a computer game and they meet a new boss and have to like fight them and then you know and then they've got it's like boom 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 that's so funny it's clearly how men think because my partner always says oh she's leveling up like a Pokemon or one month it was we were referring to (laughs) X-Men I was like oh my god my daughter the Pikachu <laughs> if you could put her in one of those little pokeballs, though, that would be ideal sometimes. God, it would just silence her. Sorry, you can tell I'm entering toddlerhood, can't you? I'm suddenly really kind of like, okay, pipe down. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait until she really starts speaking. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> that, that's when the fun in quotation marks begins. <laughs> Speaking of fun, see, we've just had one to week twelve. <laughs> Wonder week 12? Yeah, like week 12, where she oh, she's like, just found her voice a little bit. Aww. You can maybe hear it in the background, where she's just like, I now want to try and make noises. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I don't even understand. These aren't words. These are just weird noises, like a weird dolphin child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the fun bits... What's your happiest moment of motherhood so far? That's a massive question, I know. And it's a bit unfair, actually, because I don't think I could choose one. Yeah, I was going to say, three years in, I'm not sure I can choose just one. Can I do one a year? (laughs) Mary, do you have one yet? What was that, best or worst? Best. (laughs) Best or worst moment? Best. Best moment. Best, best moment. Okay, sorry. I say it like I, though, like, Um, best moment. I think... Some of the moment is the kind of reaction to me. So the first time she, it sounds like the first time she smiled or laughed, um, and clearly thought I was freaking hilarious, even though all I've done is just like wiggle my tongue at her or something or like <laughs> shake her legs. Um, I think those moments are pretty cool. I remember, um, you remember in Friends and they sing the baby got back thing to Ross and Rachel. And there's yeah. the whole, you're awful parents because you're singing Baby Got Back. I had my moment where I was singing, I'll see you, baby, shaking that ass. And I was like wiggling her basically in time to the song. And I yeah. suddenly thought, oh, my God, this is my Baby Got Back moment. But 
it sticks I in my mind. someone was taking a video. No, I think that was one of the many times that it was just the two of us dancing around the living room oh. all day. Yeah, they like a dance. Baby girl has started doing it herself now, which is great fun to watch. She, it started off with just rocking back and forth, and now she kind of bounces up and down, and she started bringing the arms in, and <laughs> it's good fun. That's amazing. S dances, not only dances, dances and now sings to Gangnam Style, and it's oh. oh, the biggest smile on my face because he is so freaking funny, and he has like these, these little moves and this facial expression i feel like i'm, I'm doing it now and you can't even see me <laughs> and um and he just dances and so now he actually knows so many of the words because he listens to it on repeat um and he'll just break into song like we'll be in the car and he'll just start singing oh <laughs> oh that's what they're good for funny little entertainers that are just like <laughs> constant entertainers yeah i remember when i fell pregnant somebody said to me who had had an equally unexpected pregnancy and her daughter's now like six. She was like, the one thing that I can say is that they do make you laugh. Even on those days when you just want to shoot them in the head. She was like, they make you laugh. Which, yeah, even just a year in, I can agree with. Like, they, uh, they do have little personalities of their own. Yeah. So young as well. I didn't realise yeah. that. They kind of become real people quite quickly and they're all mm. slightly different even if you're just sat at a coffee morning and they're all staring gormlessly at each other it's like yeah that one's a little bit different than that one yeah. they're real little humans <laughs> they're not just a furby that i accidentally yeah <laughs> sorry oh man i'm sleep deprived <laughs> Yeah, I was just discussing yesterday with someone like the fact that i think the only other thing i cared for when i was younger was like my furby but that I got fed up of it's crying, but you could put it in a drawer and then it went to sleep. And the same doesn't work with a baby. Have you tried like, it? I can't just like, <laughs> the not in the drawer. No, I oh, know I have tried the, the test, not the drawer, obviously, but putting them down in a dark place and then walking away. And she's like, what? <laughs> and screams. Oh. oh. Yesterday with the that hour change, not... we, um, speaking of darkened rooms, it was just like trying to make baby girl's room dark enough to f kind of fob her off that it was actually seven o'clock not six o'clock like she thought it was oh god it was a long night <laughs> she was just literally looking at us like it's it's light outside what are you doing it's like you're one years old how do you already think this what are you gonna do in the british summer when it doesn't uh, you know the sun doesn't go down and it doesn't get dark until like half nine or ten i don't know <laughs> <laughs> by blackout <Yeah>. curtains <laughs> Somebody um, just gave uh, S two pairs of pajamas while we were here, and they had little um, eye masks attached. <laughs> so one's a tiger and one's a cow, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe that that will help in the summer. It'll help on the plane home, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think your biggest surprise was about becoming a mum? Like, what weren't you expecting? Honestly, the labour. Because I had it so easy during the pregnancy, I just thought, oh, this is going to be a breeze, you know, I'll just walk in there and he'll just pop out. Yeah, I think that was, I think that set the tone for the rest of it. I think that told me just how unexpected things can be. Mm. Mine is probably a bit naive. I genuinely didn't realise how much time a baby takes up. Because I've not got any cousins, I'm an only child, like I've literally never experienced a baby before even kind of vicariously 
if you can experience a baby vicariously. Anyway, and I just, even when they're kind of a babe in arms, I, I just thought that, you know, the joke is they sleep shit neat. I genuinely thought that's all they did, but I didn't realise that how time-consuming it was. And, of course, now she wants to play when she's awake and she needs in constant engagement and stimulation. And it's like, you really have no time or very little time for yourself. And I didn't realise quite to what extent that was, naively. Yeah, and the whole sleep when the baby sleeps things just rubbish I have to put that out there because honestly that's when you just get to do everything else like shower and you know make yourself a piece of toast or whatever I remember the first time I showered when I was home alone with her and I didn't actually pluck up the courage to shower until she was five weeks old I'd I'd either get up early in the morning before my partner went to work or I'd wait till he got home like I'm glad you elaborated on that. I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> shower for five. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did shower, but as in, like, I didn't pluck up the courage to do it when I was on my own with her in the house till she was yeah. five weeks old, and it was during a nap, and it was oh. one of the most nerve-wracking things. In? No, she was asleep in the Moses basket, and we have an ensuite in our bedroom, uh-huh. so I left the bathroom door open, okay. and then I spent half the time worrying that the shower would wake her up. So then I thought, should I close the door? And I thought, oh, but then if she cries, I won't hear her. Like, typical first-time mum stuff. Um, And then we had one of those vibrating bouncy chairs. And after that, I just showered with her in the vibrating bouncy chair and let her watch the shower. I took her in the car seat. (laughs) Oh, I didn't think... When S was older, I put him in a jumper room and pushed the entire thing into the bathroom. (laughs) We had a little tray chair as well that you could put a, a tray on, like a bumbo chair, basically. And she's figured out how to get the tray off. And so now I have to basically just move everything out of the bathroom that is dangerous, like our drawers with all our cosmetics in and whatever. And um, I close the the toilet lid and I just let her play on the bathroom floor, bring in loads of toys, all for this... I think I showered in the space of time and took her to eat two rice crackers the other day. At what point, Natasha, do you get to shower without them in the room? (laughs) Never. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think now, if I'm rushing in the morning um, and I need to shower, I literally just put on an episode of Ben and Holly on the iPad and he'll, he'll sit on my bed, watch that, and I'll kind of dart in. But it's literally like a four or four and a half minute shower. And even then, halfway through, I'll just pop my head out of my bathroom door to see if I can see him still sitting on the bed and then pop back in again. That's not very comforting. oh I miss showers what do you miss the most or rather what do you appreciate the most now that you're a mum that you didn't realise you appreciated before sleep (laughs) (laughs) goddamn sleep yes sleep or maybe maybe actually kind of a combat hangovers as well I miss that's an odd one I can safely say I don't miss hangovers I feel like I'm in a perpetual hangover sometimes. Which is kind of like sometimes. that satisfaction that you've been really and then you're hungover and then you know you'll all get better because you'll sleep. Hello. Oh, hi. Are you saying hello to my little friend? Yeah. Oh, we are. <laughs> hello, screaming one. Uh, she's a little bit making a guest appearance. Wait, sorry. I will hang on as long as I can. Don't worry. We all know what it's like. As um, as mums, I think one of the things that I don't really miss, but 
appreciated before um, was the fact that you could switch off. Like mm. I was traveling for work last year and, um, you know, on Skype, I'd want to like Skype with us every day and I would, but even when I knew he was like in safe hands and he was at home and he was comfortable and, you know, I was away for like a week and then back again, you don't, you don't switch off. Like you're constantly, you're constantly thinking about them. You're constantly, you know, and it's nice. I mean, you'd always, you'd always think about your child. I, I don't think that ever stops. I think even when you're like old and gray, you kind of worry about your children, but it's just something that I guess I appreciated before the fact that you could switch off, you know, and as parents, you never, ever switch off. So you always kind of, not, not on edge as such, but mm, yeah, on edge is, it's a bit harsh, but just yeah. I guess also like your heart beats a little bit faster, and you know you're constantly like even in the pool today, for example, it's like one eyes, you know, constantly on him. So I guess you're never 100% relaxing, and I I do miss that a little bit. That's what I meant by hung hang up. Pardon? Hi, sorry. Someone keeps trying to take the mic off me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ugh, whatever. Best thing about being a mum is having me. I'm here. <laughs> mm. um, it was the same for me and Natasha last week in Italy because we, um, I was trying to explain to my partner and my dad, actually, who was there, and I was saying, like, obviously it's relaxing going on holiday, but I'm still thinking, okay, so her lunch is in an hour, so I need to start thinking about it in half an hour. Okay, I've got 30 minutes. What shall I do? Oh, wait, I hear her crying. You don't switch off. You're so right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I have to mute and come back in a second because just like Mary, I have a little visitor as well. (laughs) Oh, I feel a bit left out. (laughs) Yeah, only only because I'm in this um, hotel room and... And I think I did I don't and I don't have my um headset, so don't worry. I, I was a bit loud. Yeah. Okay, just a sec. Yeah, when Natasha was saying about like you don't switch off, I think almost that's what I meant by I miss hangovers, is that that's that kind of switch off thing where you just indulge in your own disgustingness. That I understand. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, maybe it's that's selfish. what I meant. But there's just that feeling that it's really selfish, yeah. Being selfish. That's yeah. what I miss. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Because I think I was kind of a selfish person before I became a mum. As awful as that is to say. And now everything is just... And my partner was actually saying this to me not long ago. He was like, everything is about her for you now. You need to find some balance in your life. And I guess we've reached kind of the point I I can find a bit of balance, supposedly. I've been doing this thing this year. Um, I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but I've, I found this thing on a blog um, where you basically pick a word for the year and the word helps guide you and focus you basically through the year. Anyway, my word is mojo and it was all about helping me find my mojo as me rather than as a mum and also for us as yeah. a couple, finding our mojo again, kind of beyond just being a couple of parents. Yeah. And. That's been quite good. I'm I'm quite nervous actually. Um, I've just agreed to go on a girls' holiday for a week in this summer. I'm really really nervous. <laughs> I've spent one night away from her in the over a year, and I cried three times. So, as much as I'm looking forward to the week, I feel a bit apprehensive, to say the least. Yeah, I think that's is that that's the thing about you can't switch off and you know they're there. But even if you want to go take a shower, you're really aware that they're there, or 
as they get older, you do things like you go out and, you know, I've left her with my mum and I think the whole time I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if she's being okay. Is she taking that bottle or is she biting mm. it or, you know, what's happening over there? And so you can't just switch off, you can't relax, you can't just be selfish. I think my partner, and this is the same, all my friends seem to say the same that are mums, their partners seem to be able to switch off more easily, whereas all the mums are the same. And apparently that doesn't go away, my mum tells me, which is a bit... She says even now, <laughs> 26 years on, she's still kind of always thinking of me and wondering if everything's going okay. And So, looks like we're signed up for life. This has become a bit down in the dumps, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's become really down, has it? <laughs> Wait, you're in sleep sleep regression. I'm in just entering yeah. toddlerhood. Natasha's kind of bemoaning age three where they talk back. I don't think we're all in a very good place right now. No. <laughs> um, there is a good place. There's a good place in hindsight where you're like, oh, I remember when she was one week old and she slept a lot. Um, yes, ours had jaundice, and so she slept for oh, like four hour, oh. four hours at a time, day and night. Ooh. It was amazing. Not that yeah. I mean, she looked like a Mediterranean baby, but you know, <laughs> hey ho, <laughs> she slept. <laughs> that's all you. That's like the key thing. I think in these early months is just that golden moment where you're like, oh, she's sleeping. Have you still got? Again. Have you um, still got me on your lap? Uh, yes, on my lap. We'll call that code. <laughs> yeah, she was getting it. She's got herself in a muddle, I think. We we played with the karma yesterday, had a big, busy day at a friend's party at a pub, and now she's kind of, like, just a bit overwhelmed today and yeah. tired, done a lot of screaming and just kind of seems to want, like, a lot of comforting and feeding. Aww. Oh, well. <laughs> the ups and downs. It yesterday does... she was lovely and was, like, smiling at everyone and, like, rocking out her, her big charm. So we pay for it today. That bit does get easier. Because last week, because yeah. we were on holiday, we were like, you know, let's just go out for dinner and we'll see what happens. And like one night she just sat on our knee and babbled away to us at the table and she was just, it was lovely. And she just zonked out at 10 o'clock when we got home. Yeah. And she slept a little bit later. She was a bit grumpy the next day, but not too bad. And then yeah, another time we just walked around the block. She fell fast asleep and slept through the whole meal. And then we got home and we put her in the cot and she needed a bit of a pat and you know turned on you and the sheep and she was fine yeah and last summer when we went away with her we spent most of the night we went out for dinner one of us was outside while the other one ate and then we'd swap so it does get easier yeah. from that perspective yeah yeah <laughs> i'm back but i do have a, a little man with me <laughs> hey this is a good taste this is i think <laughs> Yeah, he was so exhausted today after being in the pool for so long, but he wouldn't nap. So at 6.30 p.m., he he was fast asleep, um, which means now he's probably, it's okay if he's up for a bit because he was asleep so early anyway. There's no rules on holidays, right? Just yeah, gotta... definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha sat there thinking, yeah, but, you know. Sleep is also yeah. nice. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, I sound like such a militant mum, but I tend to keep him in routine as much as possible, even on holiday, just because I feel like it, routine helps with his behaviour as well. Like, when he's well, well rested and he's had enough sleep, he just generally, you know, doesn't... Gen- he's happy. Okay. I was going to say, I really hope he's going to give his 
his view on that. <laughs> well, he just said, wee oui, wee, oui, so I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, our listeners are getting a real taste of motherhood tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're just multitasking. That's the, that is another the good word to thing. describe motherhood. Like, yeah, multitasking. That's a nice word for motherhood, isn't it? I had the first meal without with like two pieces of cutlery and without someone sat on my lap <gasps> at about when she was about 14 weeks or something. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. God. I had that sudden realisation. I was like, oh, I'm not even downing my food. Yeah. Desperate to sort her out again. They, they go through a phase. The they go through a phase where they know exactly when you've put dinner on the table and then they start crying. Yes, yes. Every yeah. single mum I've spoken to says this. We, um, we had a yeah. nightmare. We ended up, because I'm, as I've mentioned before, very anti-routine, very anti-planning. And so I was one of these mums that was like, no, I'm just going to cuddle her to sleep and she's going to be lovely and blah, blah, blah. And I don't believe in this whole bedtime thing. Yeah, that, that's gone completely out the window. I hold my hands up. I was wrong. Yeah. I, I, I think we were eight weeks and I just was suddenly like, okay, we need yeah. to do something because... It was like between 5 and 10 p.m. I was feeding her every hour. And, of course, you feed for 20 minutes, you burp for 20 minutes, you have 20 minutes off, and then it all starts again. And I was just demented. And I didn't, as you were just saying, like, my partner would cut my food for me and then I'd eat with one hand and I'd be holding her, feeding her with the other arm. And I was just like, okay, I I need some time to myself. (laughs) I was like, even if it's just to eat a piece of toast. And we instigated bedtime routine about eight weeks and we haven't looked back she loves routine and apparently it's a baby thing which I didn't realize um my partner keeps saying no no it's just that she's normal Amy and that she likes planning and routine but I think it's just a baby thing (laughs) yeah we were a bit later than you with bedtime where well she did have a bedtime and she just went to bed with us and then we introduced a bedtime at about 11 weeks I think you know it's been a long day by the time you've got to sort of seven o'clock yeah yeah Like now. (laughs) Sorry. Shh. It's been a long day already. Now we're dealing the hour. I just don't even know what time we're at now. It's amazing how much um, daylight savings affects children. I remember Mm. reading like my birth boards and stuff um, when S was a lot younger and people would be like, you know, that it's like their children treated daylight savings as like proper jet lag. And you think it's just an hour, but it would really throw them off for a couple of days. We've found that if you do 15 minutes a day, and I'm hoping that eventually that will become like 30 minutes and then gradually she'll just kind of get used to it, that's easier. So if you shift their routine by 15 minutes, after four days they're on to the new time and it works on holiday as well, which is a lot easier than just trying to force them to just suddenly snap into an hour later or earlier. But what would you do if you were travelling and there was a six-hour time difference? I don't know. We've not gone that far. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that brave. No, I think I think when they're younger, it's actually easier to travel with them because of naps. So, like, yes, somehow, even when there's been a six, seven-hour time difference, it's never taken more than a day or two to get over the jet lag. I think just because they have the ability to just have extra naps and... Somehow it's, I don't know, it sort of worked. It sort of worked for us. I don't think I've ever really had to deal with, you know, 2 a.m. wake-ups. Well, not yet anyway. I'm not going to speak too soon because I'm going to come home in a couple of weeks and I bet he'll have me up at, like, 2 in the morning. My parents, because we travelled a lot when I was a kid, I'd be sat on the bed and I'd be going, I'm not 
tired. And apparently they'd be like, go to bed, Amy. And we went to Finland and like did the whole Lapland thing. And apparently it's like three in the morning and I'm just going, but it's light outside. But it's light outside. <laughs> and they were just like, I'm going to kill her. Do you want to kill her or shall I kill her? No, no, please feel free. So I'm sure we have all this fun to come. Actually, I probably was about S's age then. Wow, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I know what's coming at me in a few weeks. Well, it's not daylight throughout the night time here, is it? Also, I was a brat child by the sounds of it. Only child syndrome to the max. Yeah, I think he's slowly but surely heading in that direction. <laughs> Every week we talk about our favourite product. Um, I'll kick us off this week with You and the Sheep. He's quite well known. Uh, every, I've been on trains before and he's like strapped to the buggy when we're going away for the night or whatever and there's always a parent who comments and says ah you and the sheep I remember him well but he's basically a sheep he glows pink which apparently replicates the womb for little ones and he's got four settings one with a lullaby and three white noise sounds with a heartbeat and I cannot recommend him enough like he's just our saviour and things like last week when we went on holiday, we took him with us. And then, of course, the cot smells of home. It sounds like home. It just really helps baby girl settle, um, which is mainly why we've persevered, actually, as opposed to, I don't I don't know if she really needed him, would need him anymore, but it's handy when we go away because it just makes it familiar. Um, but and you don't want to break it when you found something as well. That's the yeah. danger. Like, I don't want to break any of this situation. Exactly. If if she has, well, she has started sleeping through most nights now. So it's kind of like, let's just keep with whatever is working. Um, but everything I've read says that it's the parents who become addicted to the white noise for that exact reason, as opposed to the children, because that was our concern. The other half especially was like, I think we should ration you in. And I was just like, nope, <laughs> he works. We're using him. <laughs> Um, as I said earlier, like by nine months, especially I was going demented because she just didn't ever sleep through the night. And so for those few hours that she would sleep, I was just like, no, we're using you in. I need to sleep. But he is brilliant. I can't recommend him enough. In fact, I think, Mary, you said that um, your brother got you you in. Is that I think that might have been on my recommendation because I think... Yeah, it was. Yeah, they got us for Christmas. We found Ewan more recently. Ewan is quite popular in the car where she started getting really lonely in the back. And so so it's quite a nice little extra tool to kind of keep her calm and just like avoids me having to get out the car and get in the back of the car with her. I never thought of using him in the car. He's like an extra little friend. That's a really good idea. Yeah. We, um, I think on the theme of sleep tools, I might add one into the mix that we've, um, we were discussing co-sleeping earlier. Um, and the one that we've got recently in, uh, this week is been the Poddle Pod. Poddle Pod? I think that's what it's called. And it's basically like a big hug pillow. Um, and we found that really good for the kind of second half of the night where she won't always go back in her crib. And she how, sleeps in that very comfortably. How does it work? I don't know. It kind of, Okay, <laughs> it most resembles like a giant piles cushion, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of like a very firm pillow, um, and you kind of put her in the middle of it, and it all just sort of, I think it just feels like a hug, and it's definitely conning her, so we quite like it, and it means that, I mean, I was nervous about having her sleep in the bed, and me doing something like covering her with a pillow, so it's quite nice to have something which 
she goes in separately but in the bed so she can like lie next to my head yeah it seems to be it's very popular yeah i I swear by i swear by close sleeping it it just gives you a bit of sanity (laughs) is that your product natasha (laughs) (laughs) close sleep it's good for you (laughs) no i mean but in in to be honest there's so many um studies that were done about you know children and how their heartbeats are sort of regulated because they kind of beat in time to their mums when they co-sleep and you know now with the I kind of feel with everyone you know you have slings and I'll start again (laughs) these days you have slings and um, carriers and your children are so close to you um in the day i mean why wouldn't you want the same thing in the night when they're kind of most vulnerable when they wake up it's that security that you're there that you're close to them Mm. i love my sling what's your product then natasha i love my sling. and we'll talk about slings i think that might be my product actually um i was living in hong kong when s was a baby and it's not very pramp friendly um i had a mclaren which wasn't you know particularly bulky or anything but it's it's you've got everything's you know steep slopes and staircases and so i bought um the ergo and um the ergo baby carrier and, and i wasn't sure if he would like it because he it's if the baby faces inwards mm-hmm. um and you know s was so inquisitive and he'd love to look around but it was just amazing. I mean, when he was nine months, we were traveling to India, and he could take two-hour naps in his in his sling. And we were flying, and I'd just pop him in there. Um, and then once they fell asleep against your chest, there was a little kind of hood you could put over their head, so it was a little darker. Um, and, yeah, I swore by it. I didn't go on to use it past sort of a year because he was an early walker, and he, um, you know, didn't... didn't think much of the sling but you can also do a side carry and a back carry with it um so I think um at that young age that would definitely be my product and also um although I didn't need it for that reason um a lot of people I know used it because it was very easy um if you were breastfeeding and you were out and about it was kind of like covered and so your child could just feed discreetly wherever you were and then yeah yeah it really helps having just started doing more ambitious trips with her I'm a big fan of having a sling to do a kind of feed we fed we fed at the station the other day which is a a tube stop nice interesting (laughs) interesting an interesting move in between tubes I loved my sling I still do I still use mine I've got one similar to yours Natasha you can do back side and front carry and um I still use it quite a lot but then she's only just started walking so maybe that will be short-lived I don't want her to not use the carrier I think that just about wraps up episode four then thank you very much Natasha for joining us from Sri Lanka my pleasure you get the parent cast points for furthest away to dial in so far we'll run a little competition Just to remind our listeners, no podcast next week because we're going to move to fortnightly. But other than that, we will see you in two weeks' time, as usual, and we'll have something exciting up our sleeves. All right, well, I'll see you guys. Okay, good night. Good night. Night. Bye.